Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to Short Tales, a series of short stories written and read by me, Damien Robb. We'll get to this episode's story shortly, but first, I want you to imagine a dog, a corgi, three years old, asleep on a glossy wooden floor. It dreams. As it does, its ears twitch and its nose sniffs, and you can hear some cute and tiny doggy noises. What it dreams of, we don't know. But we can imagine, and that's almost as good. Okay, you ready? Good. This episode's story is entitled, Copy. Dev Medini worked as a copywriter for a large novelty pet supplies company which meant he spent the majority of his day writing over-the-top descriptions of products like ferret scarves or parrot wigs. His main task was to ensure that he used whatever keywords the client requested as many times as possible while still keeping the description intelligible. Keywords were meant to be included in repetition in order to increase the likelihood that someone would find their website when they searched for that term. The clients were idiots, which is why his summary of a Civil War-era bonnet for rabbits included the word hoptastic 15 times. Dev thought that whoever the person was that searched for the term hoptastic deserved to pay the exorbitant $40 for their crappy product. It was fair to say Dev wasn't feeling very fulfilled in his job. Today, he was working on a write-up for a new line of doggy dress-ups. They were being touted as the Ye Old England range and allowed buyers to dress man's best friend up in costumes of knights, maidens, dragons, wizards, princesses and samurais, the historical inaccuracy of which made Dev want to scream out loud. Nevertheless, he raised his fingers to the keyboard and thought about the best way to convince some lonely shopper that the reason they weren't satisfied with their life was because their cat wasn't dressed like Gandalf. Then the roof fell in. The rescue services hadn't been able to say what caused the cave-in, which Dev had been a bit annoyed by. They'd done a great job of pulling him out of the rubble, admittedly, and likely no one had been hurt, but when the top of a building falls on you, you generally want to know why. A lot of companies would grant leave for their employees after having a near-death experience on the premises, Dev's workplace instead handed out all the undamaged laptops and told everyone to work from home. Likewise, a lot of people would take a near-death experience as an opportunity to quit a job they so clearly hated. Dev instead grumbled softly under his breath, took a laptop, and headed back to his apartment. He placed the satchel which contained the laptop and some of the ye old England outfits for reference onto his kitchen counter and went to the fridge to grab a beer. Truffle, Dev's chubby corgi, trotted up to him with a look of pure happiness on her face. You want a beer, Truffle? Dev asked. Truffle's response was to continue to smile at him. So, that's a no? Dev had named Truffle after one of the characters from his favourite anime, which in turn was based off of some old mythological text. He liked the idea that his wide-budded pooch was the latest and likely dumbest 
and cutest iteration of a character whose story had been retold for centuries. What about Juice? Dev asked the still smiling dog. Red Bull? Not after five, right? White wine? Milk? Oh, milk would be nice, thank you, Truffle responded. Dev had the milk in his hand before his brain caught up with the fact that his dog, who until now had been limited to a series of yips and barks, had just spoken English. He froze and looked at the happy corgi. What? Truffle asked. Has the milk gone bad? Dev dropped the milk. Truffle trotted over to the container as it leaked its contents onto the hardwood. Smells all right to me, she said, before beginning to lap. Dev told himself to remain calm. Told himself he might be dreaming. Told himself he might be going insane. Told himself to finish his beer, which he did in four quick swallows. Look at us, Truffle said. Just two best friends sharing a drink. The beer was already working its way into Dev's bloodstream, and so he felt his impending freakout get covered softly by a thin blanket of alcohol. Truffle, Dev said, forcing his voice to remain calm. Yes, Dev, Truffle responded, her muzzle drenched with milk. You're talking. Yes, Dev. Why are you talking? Oh, well, I need your help with something, she said, and lowered her muzzle back to the pool of dairy. Okay, that's nice. Maybe stop drinking for a minute if that's okay. I was more wondering how you're able to talk, and secondly, if perhaps I'm losing my sanity? She smiled at him again, which didn't help the situation any. No, you're not. I'm just a god, that's all. Dev took another beer from the fridge and drank it even faster than the first one. Truffle, seeing Dev scull desperately from the bottle, took it as a sign that she should continue drinking too, and so went back to the milk. Sorry, could you just elaborate on that last part? Dev said, his calming blanket of alcohol just barely hanging on. The god part? Yep, yes, the god part. Oh, okay, well, it's pretty straightforward. You named your dog, me, after a deity, sort of, a few steps removed, but it was enough to allow that deity, also me, to be able to inhabit your pet. Wait, you said you're both my dog and a god. Yeah, we just kind of merged when I, she, took over. And when was that? This afternoon, after the holy beast you crashed into your office. I'm going to need more beer, aren't I? Maybe. Can I get some more milk? So, let me get this right, Dev said as he walked through the fading sunlight back to his workplace. Truffle trotted beside him, a look of pure joy on her face. A group of demons known as the Marinesi, yes, Truffle encouraged, stole the holy bestial, which is some kind of giant animal and invisible to us mortals, who they then dropped on my office block from the Welliites. That's right. Who are some kind of forgotten pantheon, more or less, that you're a part of. Yes, sir. And the Welliites, back in the day, used the holy bestial's milk to nourish humanity, which allowed us to evolve faster and become the people we are today. Mm Mm-hmm. Except if the Marinesi do something to the holy bestial, then the ramifications of that will go back through time and all of humanity will be lost forever. Correct. And so you, a literal god in the body of a corgi, have been tasked with stopping them, retrieving the bestial and saving the world, and you want me, a guy who writes copy for a living, to help. That's it. Ten out of ten. Two best friends on the hunt. This is just the most ridiculous shit, he said. It's an adventure, Truffle cried. Dev rubbed at his face, half hoping that when he stopped, some form of reality would be restored. When it didn't, he sighed and decided to just go with it. Okay, so why do you need me? Are you going to imbue me with, like, magical powers or something? Or do I possess a certain set of skills that'll come in handy right when we need it? He asked. You can let me into the office, she said, still smiling. Oh, and you're my best friend. Dev sighed again. You're my best friend too, Truffle, he said, 
knowing just how true that statement was. Deb used his swipe card to open the door to the building and crept inside. His company didn't employ a night guard, and even if they did, all they would have to guard at that moment was a giant pile of rubble surrounded by the still-standing walls. But perhaps due to the quiet and the dark, Dev felt like creeping was the right move. What a mess, Truffle said, breaking the silence. She plodded past Dev and started trotting across the rubble, her flat white butt bobbing up and down as she went. Dev had always thought Truffle's corky butt was cute and comical, but knowing it now belonged to a god confused those feelings. Unsure exactly what he was supposed to be doing in this situation, Dev began to pace around the destruction. He stopped when he saw a poster for one of their past products, the Bitchin' Birdie Spa Bath. It had been one of the first items he'd written copy for. He hadn't been confident in his skills at the time, and so had plagiarised the write-up of a similar product that was already on the market. He'd been found out, however, when one of the rival companies noticed the same word-for-word description of their Paradise Parrot Hot Tub on his summary of the Bitchin' Birdie Spa Bath. He'd been lucky not to have been fired, his saving grace only coming from the fact that both products were quickly recalled as birds bathing in near-scalding hot water turned out to be a very bad idea. Since then, he'd gotten quite good at writing copy, but while there was some satisfaction from a job well done, he mostly found the work meaningless. It was hard to feel like you were making a difference in the world when your greatest accomplishment was the perfect description of a three-piece monocle bow tie and top hat for lizards. Dev! Dev! Bestie, over here! I found the trail! Truffle called. Dev made his way across the rubble to see Truffle sniffing around a section of collapsed roof. What is it? he asked. Bestial. Oh yes, definitely the holy bestial. Dev lowered himself to the ground, then looked to Truffle for confirmation. She gave him her usual doggy grin and he took in a big whiff. No, he said. Can't smell anything. Really? Truffle asked, tilting her head to the side. Because right now you're face deep in its droppings. Immortals. So interesting. After he'd thoroughly wiped his face clean of the invisible mess and they were back outside the building, Dev turned to Truffle. Okay, so you can see invisible beasts, see their invisible droppings, and follow their invisible trail, not to mention the fact that you're part god. Why do you need me to let you into the building? Because I'm also part dog. That comes with limitations. Look at my little legs, Truffle said, stopping to wiggle one of her soft and stumpy limbs. You don't expect someone with legs like these to be able to open doors, do you? If that someone's part god, kind of, yeah. Oh, best friend, you're so silly. I still have to work within the reality of this world. I can alter certain aspects, but why would I need to? I've got you to open doors. Exactly. Come on, the trail leads this way. Are you sure you know where we're going? Dev asked. They'd been walking for hours. Truffle's nose led them away from the business district, past the tightly packed units and stacked apartments, until they got to the outskirts of the suburbs where the two to three bedroom houses squatted like herds of sleeping cattle. Oh yes, Truffle said, not lifting her snout from the ground. The holy bestial has a very distinct smell. For something so holy, it is rather smelly. Oh, I think we're getting close now. She led them away from the track and into a growth of bush. Dev moved behind her as she trotted forward into the undergrowth, her short stature allowing her to pass easily around the various shrubs, bushes and branches, all of which inevitably hit Dev or worked to trip him up. Truffle, is there some other way around all this? I'm having some trouble here, he said as he tore his leg free from a particularly spiky patch of brambles. I'm afraid not. This is the way their trail leads. Then why isn't there a track? This holy beast you'll manage to destroy my office building. Surely it should have created a path through all this. Oh no, the Marinesi can fly. They would have simply carried the holy beast you'll over all this. Then why are you still smelling the ground? It's droppings. They're everywhere. You're standing in some right now. Ugh, Dev said, shaking his leg to free himself of the invisible waste with no idea if it was actually helping. Can't we fly all over this or something? Dogs can't fly, Dev. We don't have wigs. You're so funny. Dev stopped walking. 
What if you did, though? He asked. Did what? Have wings. You said you could alter a noise somewhere between a bray and a cackle came from ahead of them. Marinesi, Truffle growled, her little corgi body moving into an alert stance. Come on, they must be close. Time to do battle! Truffle charged forward through the brush. Dev tried to follow, but was caught yet again by another bit of bramble. He pulled himself free of it and fell into a clearing. He looked up to see a large wall of earth, an open cave mouth at the centre of it. From within the cave's depth, more barking laughs could be heard, and occurred to Dev for the first time that he was expected to fight demons. Truffle, is there any way I could not go in there? Oh, don't worry, best friend, you'll be great. You're the best, most loving, most favourite human I know. As pep talks went, it left a lot to be desired. But the honest sincerity of the words coupled with Truffle's open-faced adoration moved Dev and caused a swell of courage to grow in him. Thanks, Truffle. You're right, we can do this. And I even have a plan as to... A bellow so loud it caused Dev's eardrums to wobble rolled out of the cave mouth. That is one unhappy beast. You'll time to go, best friend. Truffle turned and ran, her tiny legs a blur as she galloped towards the dark cavern. Wait, Truffle, I have an idea, Dev called out. But her small form was already through the opening and headed inside. Left with few options, Dev repositioned his satchel and strode forward. Darkness enveloped him as he moved into the cave. Up ahead, he could see a small point of flickering line. The braying of the Marinesi sounded again, and Dev felt his courage contract. A small shadow in the form of a dog broke the spot of line, and part of Dev's courage returned. Truffle trotted around a bend, and Dev hurried to follow her. He stumbled forward towards the light and saw an empty cavern. It was huge and open, with a number of small fires spotted across its jagged floor, but the cavern itself was empty except for Truffle and him. Truffle, he started. What's going... Shadows danced across the cavern. They displayed humanoid figures moving over the walls, silhouettes of creatures that didn't exist. Is that them? Are those shadows the Marinesi? He whispered to the god in a corgi's body. Huh? Shadows? Oh, I see. Lean down, please. Confused, Dev moved his face towards the dog, who swiped her tongue across his eyes. Ah, Truffle, why did you... Dev looked around at the now-packed cavern. Human-like creatures flew around the cavern's interior. No, actually, they don't look like humans at all, Dev realised. They had two arms, two legs and a head, but that was where the resemblance finished. Instead, they were stunted and wrinkled, lacking necks and joints in their two straight arms. Their overly wide mouths split their faces in half as they let out their braying laughter. And if that wasn't shocking enough, in the middle of them all sat the biggest beast Dev had ever seen. It looked like a bison, but was larger than an elephant. Larger than ten elephants. Dev's neck bent back as he followed its length up to where the animal's head brushed the cavern ceiling. He only had one thought in his mind as he took in the giant creature. It's so beautiful. The animal's enormous eyes, while wet and scared, were stunning, seeming to encompass entire galaxies within their depths. Its thick brown coat was clean and gleaming, shining like sunlight over water, and it seemed to exude an aura of angelic health. He couldn't help but wonder how the milk of a creature as holy as this would taste. Seeing it, he had no doubt that it really must once have nourished all of humanity. Then it let out a thunderous bellow and shat itself, and suddenly the spell was broken. His eyes moved back to the terrible laughing demons and fear rose up in him. Dev's feet instinctively began backing up as he looked around for the closest place to hide. Then Truffle began barking. It was a loud bark, a challenging bark, a bark full of righteous joy at the prospect of imminent battle. Dev wanted to throttle her. Truffle, he said. But she was off, charging at the demons as if they were seagulls. Dev stood, conflicted. 
Unable to pair the desire to fearlessly support his friend and pet with a gut-wrenching panic at the thought of confronting these literal demons. So he stayed motionless as Truffle bit down hard on the ankle of the closest Marinesi. The thing let out a scream as terrible as its visage. Its features turned to rage as it took hold of Truffle's bottom and pulled. She came free with a chunk of demon flesh between her teeth. The demon threw her to another Marinesi, who, laughing, tossed her on again. Dev watched in terror as Truffle passed from one set of demon fingers to the next, barking with a ferocious exuberance the entire time. Mustering up every ounce of bravery inside himself, Dev pushed back his shoulders and with a shaking voice cried out, Let her go! The demon who was holding her did. It let out a cackle as she fell spinning through the empty air below. She hit the ground with a soft but upsetting whomp and Dev raced over to her. He knelt over her. Hey, best friend, she said. Did you see me taking on the Marinesi? I did, Truffle, he said, trying to make his voice even a fifth as cheery as hers. You were very brave. We both were, she said. Dev looked up at the swarm of Marinesi hovering above. Shall we keep fighting then? Truffle asked, bringing her battered body to her feet. I don't know, Dev said, hopelessness creeping into his voice. I'm not sure you can beat them. He looked at her chubby little body, and his idea came back to him. Not in this form, anyway. You said you could alter certain things with your god powers or whatever, right? Yep, sure can. Your alterations, though, they need to be, like, grounded in some kind of reality? That's right. The smile widened on her corky face. What's going on in your big head, best friend? Dev whipped his satchel around and pulled out the ye old England doggy outfits. What about this dragon outfit? Could you make it so that putting it on turned you into an actual dragon? Truffle thought taking in Dev's suggestion. No, she finally said. It's too much of a stretch. The product wasn't designed for that. Dev's heart sank. But you could. What? Dev asked. You write the descriptions for these products. I can't make it that this outfit would do something it's not supposed to, but I could if you make it part of its description. You mean, if I change the copy so that it says the costume will turn whoever wears it into what it looks like, then it'll work? Yep. Dev looked up in amazement. In other words, you're saying that I possess a certain set of skills that have come in handy right when we need them. He laughed and Truffle leapt up to lick his face. The Marinesi, sensing their excitement, turned. Right, Dev said. He pulled his laptop to him and began to type. His fingers clicked across the keyboard, words and sentences weaving magic as he created copy. Truffle pulled two of the outfits aside and looked up at Dev as he finished typing. Why two? he asked. Moments later, Truffle was dressed smartly in the dragon outfit, while beside her, Dev had squeezed the tiny dog-sized samurai costume over his head and arms. I feel ridiculous, he said. I think you look great, Truffle replied. The Marinesi chuckled as they gathered above them. Uh, Truffle, why isn't it working? Dev asked, panic rising. I don't know. It should be. Dev looked to his laptop and saw that while he'd typed in the changes, he'd failed to press enter. Shit, Dev cried out. The Marinesi dove at them, mouths open wide. Dev threw himself towards the laptop, knocking it further away in his haste. The Marinesi screamed out in glee. Dirt rose up around him as he crawled desperately forward. A Marinesi rushed towards him, teeth first. Dev reached out and clicked. Truffle's costume moulded into her. Her limbs and neck began to elongate, turning scaled and green. Her snout pushed forward, her teeth grew into fangs and her puffball of a tail stretched and sneaked out behind her. Truffle let out a joyful roar, then blasted out a jet of flame. 
Dev could feel the heat of it as it passed overhead, roasting the Marinesi above him. Then Dev began to change. His costume likewise stretched, flowing across his body until it fit him perfectly. He felt himself leap impossibly high to kick one of the laughing demons across the mouth, shattering teeth. His hands found the two swords at his back, which, until a moment ago, had been made of felt but were now hardened steel, and sliced through two more of the Marinesi before landing perfectly on the ground. The fight didn't last long. The Marinesi may have been able to take on a scared man and a small dog, but they're no match for a samurai and a dragon. Realising this, most of the demons panicked, popping out of existence to return to whatever realm they'd come from. Dev stood beside his pet dog, now dragon, as they watched the last of them disappear. He looked up at the giant bison that floated above them. What do we do with her? He asked from behind the sharp-toothed samurai mask. Don't worry, friendo. I'll take care of it. Truffle roared around splutters of fire. Do you think you could take the costume off now? It was hard enough bringing myself to talk to a dog, let alone a dragon. Truffle raised a clawed hand to her neck and pulled. Her green scaled skin tented outward then came free, reverting to a small, cheaply made doggy dragon outfit, which left Truffle back in corgi form, hanging in the air. She fell, the outfit fluttering down behind her. Dev, still equipped with samurai reflexes, caught them both easily. He placed Truffle on the ground and pulled off his own outfit. I suppose you'll go now, he said. Yes, and no. I'll go, but the part of me that's your dog will remain. You'll still have your best friend. He knelt down and took her in his arms. I'll only have half of her, but I suppose that'll be enough. Truffle licked his face, her eyes a conflicted pool of happy and sad. Well, if me or any of the other gods ever need a writer, we'll know exactly who to come to. A copywriter, you mean. What's the difference? Well, time for me to go, best friend. I'll miss you. I'll miss you too. He placed her down and she trotted over to the holy bestial. With one final look back at Dev, she turned and licked the leg of the enormous creature, and it disappeared, taking the deity with it. Truffle, the non-holy version, turned and looked about the cave, before seeing Dev and excitedly trotting over to him. He picked her up and started the long walk home. The next day, Dev went back to work, which is to say he went back to the office to quit, only to remember it was still destroyed. In the end, he sent his manager a strongly worded resignation letter. He also decided to keep the laptop. He would need it for the novel he would write, the one about the god, and the dragon, and the demons, and the dog. Thanks for listening to this month's short tale. I hope you enjoyed it. Now, to finish this episode off, I've recorded some afterthoughts, which detail where the idea for this story came from and any challenges I faced while writing it. If that feels too self-indulgent for your tastes, fair enough. But if that sounds like your kind of thing, then listen on. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I wrote this story years ago. So many years ago that I had trouble figuring out exactly when, but I think it was in 2017. I finished my Masters of Screenwriting course a year or two earlier and was trying and failing to break into that very difficult industry. And so most of the writing I'd been doing was pilot scripts or TV Bibles, which I'd show to a few close friends, my brother and my girlfriend, and then shelve because I had no idea what else to do with them. It was pretty unsatisfying. I didn't even feel confident showing them to my wider circle of friends and family because I thought the screenplay format might put them off. And so because of this, it mostly felt like I was writing stories for myself. Which isn't bad in and of itself, but I also wanted to write stories that I felt I could at least share. So I moved to prose and began writing short stories that I could submit towards competitions and publications, or at the very least throw up on my website. I don't think that the net of readers grew too much wider, but it felt like it did. My writing was out there in the world, even if the chances of it being found were pretty slim. More importantly though, I had a reason to keep writing, which is not that different from the impulse that inspired me to start Short Tales, a way to share my stories and a reason to write new ones. Copy was one of the ones I'd always liked. It was silly and a bit dumb, but hopefully in a fun way, and was me trying to rip off some of the writers I loved to read in Terry Pratchett and Douglas Adams, albeit to a lesser effect. I completely discovery wrote it, meaning I didn't outline any part of it, but rather just wrote the first line, then the second, and kept discovering the story as I went, one line at a time. It's a fun way to write a story, but at least for me, it also requires you to not care as much about the outcome, and accept that your story might get a bit lost along the way, and possibly be quite shit at the end of it. Luckily, a shit story can become a good story through the redrafting process, which arguably is the only way to write a good story. Copy went through a few drafts before I finally shared it, and has gone through even more every time I've returned to it, most recently in the last week in preparation for this podcast. It's still not a perfect story, and never will be, and that's okay, because in the meantime it achieved exactly what I hoped it would. It meant I was putting words down, it was a story I could share, and I got to write about corgis and their very cute butts. Alright, those are all my thoughts. But if you have any that you'd like to share, please do. You can write to me at shorttales.podcast at gmail.com or you can find me on Twitter at Midday Pajamas. Until next time, this has been Short Tales and I've been Damien Robb. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.